0: introduction
1: oh yeah we got a podcast to do yeah we should do that
0: i guess hello friends and fiends welcome to bugs need heroes a podcast illustrating the inspiring abilities of insects i'm amanda i'm kelly uh before we get started creating this bug themed character what's bugging you kelly
1: um nothing bugging it's been a pretty good week i got i got my hair done um, which I haven't done in probably six months, so that was nice. And then right. tonight we're going into, we just call it the city, but it's New York City. To, uh... <laughs> and we're <laughs> going
0: to the city. The city. Mm, yeah. Yes, Maybe you've uh... heard of it, it's New York. <laughs> <laughs> mm.
1: <laughs> it's uh, Joe's birthday. Well, his birthday was uh, the 18th. And um, we're going to see Drunk Shakespeare
0: wow oh that's yeah. fun we have a big uh, shakespeare presence here in portland with ashland they have a shakespeare festival and mm-hmm. it has slowly turned from one festival into like an all-year-round affair oh that sounds like a good it's time. just shakespeare all the time in ashland
1: <laughs> <laughs> well this you you get a shot at the door and then um the actors i think they drink five shots over the course of trying to do the play that's impressive so i mean yeah. there's
0: a lot of soliloquies i couldn't get out sober and they're just like
1: <laughs> yeah let's do
0: it i knew him i'd you out
1: <laughs> well we we like the show drunk history have you oh, seen Oh, i that? love i
0: love drunk history yeah.
1: so we're assuming it's going to be a little drunk history-esque but a shakespearean play
0: good perfect that's that is what i want (laughs) because shakespeare is one of those ones where people like to pretend it's this highbrow oh no oh it's so odd no it's all just fart jokes and innuendo and people forget people forget that this was like the popular plays of the time which means it's all just innuendo and fart jokes just like our modern media is (laughs) (laughs) lowbrow at times you know Exactly. they not all explorations on like the human condition a lot of them are just like look at these idiots
1: lol <laughs> sometimes that's what you need
0: i feel the same way about like dickensian stuff people are like dickens ooh and i'm like no no
1: i'm not dickens, a big fan <laughs> of dickensian work <laughs> Sorry, well dickens. just know
0: that he was i mean i'm trying to think about of a, of a I don't want to say J.K. Rowling, but yeah, let's face it, Jake. You know, just like popular media, it was just popular, and people get separated by it for by a hundred years, and they're like, "Oh, well, this is fancy now," and like, it's not, (laughs) it's not fancy, Mm -mm." no. (laughs) Just because it sounds fancy doesn't mean it's fancy. Well, uh, what about you? What's bugging you? Oh, Um... it's bugging me. Um. This i don't know and oh, i gotta no. figure out if this is an ear infection or if i'm just dizzy for fine <laughs> uh we, we had fires in up here and it's made this air quality pretty nasty mm-hmm. and normally it's not really a problem because it rains for all of october but we are we got about halfway through october before uh it started to rain so it's raining now i'm hopeful it'll go away as always derek's going to scold us for talking about things that happened a month ago, <laughs> <laughs> this episode will be in November. Okay, let me think of
1: some, a problem I'll have in November. Well, it, it is October 22nd, the day of recording, so
0: <laughs> we, are, we are from the past. <laughs> the past. If it's November now, it's my birthday month. <laughs> When's your birthday? Oh, my. It is uh in the latter half of the November. The latter half. Nice. Around Thanksgiving, I will say. <laughs> you can't steal my identity <laughs> uh, what if the listeners want to send you a gift for your birthday well then they can send it to me around thanksgiving <laughs> and hopefully it's fan art because that's what i, hope, I want and yes as requested in the b episode <laughs> i think it was a b episode i desire art always <laughs> well because as an artist you know Nothing makes me feel nicer than art since I don't get to draw these days, except for, for this podcast. And <laughs> it's only oh,
1: well, Isabella Tiger
0: moth. Only Isabella Tiger Moth. Uh she plagues my my life and my <laughs> dreams. She has become my muse. She is great. But the other thing that a lot of people are very enthusiastic about, especially this time of year since we're in the past, <laughs> is <laughs> chocolate. So we're doing yeah. a chocolate-based episode we've talked before briefly i think on the on the pod about how chocolate has a very specific little fly fly yeah Yeah. (laughs) it hangs out with it and like it needs that one fly if we get rid of this one fly chocolate's gone forever Well, it's a
1: slightly more complicated than than that. So that we we call them chocolate midges. So it's a midge. I'm sure you. There a
0: difference between fly and midge, or is a midge just like it's just a it's just a smidgen of a fly? Just just (laughs) you mean it's a very
1: tiny fly? So a fly is a general term. So all dipterans are technically flies. Um, Mosquitoes, house flies, midges, all flies. I'm using air quotes. So midge is a type of fly you've probably experienced them biting the crap out of you in the summer oh
0: yeah no doubt no doubt (laughs) especially like i want to say around lakes i feel like i get Mm bitten by lakes a lot
1: yeah they live in uh moist environments uh it's where they, they lay their eggs in like the detritus like wet wet stuff and um they're really reliant on high humidity so they come out you know, when the air is muggy. Mm. So on top of being warm and, and muggy, you get bitten by these tiny little flies. Stuff summer.
0: I was all I got to say
1: to that. <laughs> uh, so if we want to like compare them to my my favorite fly, the mosquito. My both favorite and you're, enemy. You're both your nemesis <laughs> and your best friend.
0: Your frenemy, the mosquito. My
1: frenemy, the mosquito. Midges are much, much smaller. Uh, they have a similar life history to mosquitoes, whereas the females will bite to get blood uh, or hemolymph. Some of the, some species feed off of uh, other insects. They're called they're sometimes called the um, tick flies because they, oh. when they attach, they balloon up like gross little ticks, and super weird. Sometimes their
0: wings fall off in the process. They get so fat that they <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they lose their wings. That seems like a design flaw. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, and
1: they'll eventually drop off and they've got all that blood or hemolymph and then they lay their eggs. But um, when I was doing the research for this episode, I ended up on a long string of weird photos of little ballooned up biting midges. Oh, my gosh. They look kind of crazy.
0: Now I gotta quickly. Balloon midge too fat? <laughs> oh, I didn't. Let's see. Chocolate midge too full. Why are you? Oh, it's because I'm oh, I'm a dummy. I'm typing into the the surface when I'm trying to get results on the, on the one <laughs> that I used to record. I'm like, why isn't it working? What a ding-dang dummy I am. Oh, well. Just type in, like, balloon midge. Okay, here we go. Midge too
1: much. I like when I said type in balloon midge and you're like, Midge too much. Not, <laughs> not the instructions I told you to follow at all.
0: Not at all. That's me. <laughs> well, hmm, let me see.
1: While, getting...
0: you, while you're looking for. A oh, follow. here we go. Look at Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> midge, you need to go home. This is see too how much. round she gets? Oh, Very my round. goodness.
1: So this this was a bit of a distraction for me the other day because they're <laughs> pretty fun to look at, uh, but they're mouth parts. So m- if you remember, mm-hmm. we were talking about mosquitoes. Mosquitoes mm-hmm. have piercing mouth parts. Yes, it's like it's, it's it's six not. little it styluses. Even yeah, it's that's the part that like, together. So a bunch of them. My favorite description of a biting midge mouth part, which uh, comes from Purdue University's entomology. Entomology extension is a fleshy sheath inside of which are four minute cutting blades that lacerate the skin,
0: inflicting sharp burning pain. This sounds like that Schmidt guy again, who's all like
1: (laughs) it's very
0: descriptive. Bite me, bite me, mosquitoes. I love it.
1: But that's why it hurts so much because their mouth parts are serrated. It's not smooth like a needle, it's pretty gnarly. And everyone thinks, every you know, they're getting bitten by a mosquito, but you know the difference. You'll feel You'll the difference. You'll feel it. You'll feel it immediately. Bite.
0: That's interesting. I mean, my dad, getting <laughs> too much. My dad recently bought a knife sharpener. So he's been talking about sharp knives a lot lately. I don't know if anyone else has a dad, but that's what he's doing. <laughs> Um, and he's like making me chop apples with an an old knife now chop it with the new knife and you know that sort of stuff oh god comparisons just just some real dad energy happening in the kitchen um (laughs) but yeah but the the theory is i've heard this i've never done it myself but it hurts less to be cut by something sharp so if the midge is trying to get away with it you think that they would bite you with sharper mouth parts and then leave
1: (laughs) well they just um you know not everything evolves in the the same direction. Yeah. For whatever reason, maybe... So this I'm just thinking about now as I'm talking. Maybe because midges are so tiny. Like, we're talking head of the pin, mm. two millimeters, in length, tiny. They don't have to be sharp because it's pretty hard to smash them.
0: That's a they're good s- point. They just get away quickly, so quickly enough they that get they don't away. need you to, to not slap them out of the air. So as we're drawing this we always seem to draw ladies on this podcast, which I'm not complaining about because I love to draw a lady. Ladies. But um, something about chocolate feels very, since we're going to move on to the chocolate promise here in a second. I, I don't know. Chocolate feels very, very feminine, very, but that could just, again, be my own premise. Well, like so as I'm, as I'm starting to draw the under sketch here, should I draw <laughs> a lady form or a a, a, a man form?
1: well um you know we talk about talking about chocolate chocolate is considered an aphrodisiac in some oh. some cultures right so i guess we can go with the whether male female non-binary it's got to be sexy
0: it's got whatever it is it's sexy i <laughs> i feel like the
1: um but given giving the biting i mean the, like like we mentioned with mosquitoes only the
0: yeah. only the ladies are biters so because they want that blood for those, they need for those eggs yeah
1: right <laughs> for those eggies so i guess we could go with a lady
0: all right i mean lust is always kind of presented as a as a woman and all those like here's the seven deadly sins you know it's, <laughs> it's always a lady because of the patriarchy, sister. It's true, though. Because of the patriarchy. Because of the patriarchy. Yeah. Which is women the are women word.
1: are uh, sexy objects, not people.
0: Sexy lamps. They're just sexy lamps. You've not heard? I that just pictured that lamp from the Christmas story. Exactly. So, my friend. <laughs> so, just sexy lamp is a term, a writing term, specifically where if your woman can be replaced by a lamp and it changes the story, none you have a sexy lamp story so as much as i love 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 the princess bride it is a sexy lamp story because buttercup does nothing the whole time (laughs) she affects the story none she's just a thing everyone else wants she's a thing that other people carry from place to place that's so true wow the only thing she almost does is she almost commits uh i don't know if i want to say this word on the cast she almost harms herself as a way to get out of it Hmm. but other than that it could just be they're all after this fancy necklace the jewel of the ocean they're all after this box of treasure they're all after this magical toy it doesn't matter because she's the sexy lamp she doesn't affect the story at all so
1: amanda i love when you
0: teach me things (laughs) i have no idea so it makes some sense I'm full of these useless, <laughs> these no, useless, not useless little, at all. Little naming
1: conventions for you're phenomenon. helping me understand modern culture, which no, I don't if understand.
0: If you're a writer or if you're watching something and you can't quite figure out why someone doesn't have any agency, consider that they may be a sexy lamp. A sexy lamp.
1: Yes. Oh fascinating.
0: And these well, are sorts of these are sorts of phrases you'll hear if you're watching She-Hulk. I don't know if they use sexy lamp, but I know they use fridged at one point and it made me laugh out loud.
1: What what did that? What did that
0: mean when she said fridged? So fridged is a comic book specific term. It is a relation to Green Lantern. I believe it's Kyle, the Green Lantern. And uh, when a woman gets fridged, Kyle comes home. He's the Green Lantern. And he's got this love of his life. His lady, his lady, his boo. And she has been killed and stuffed into a fridge. And it serves no purpose in the story other than to make Kyle suffer because he has now lost his his love but she had no real real presence storyline yeah she was kyle's girlfriend she didn't serve any purpose within the story other than to motivate kyle so when a woman in comic books gets fridged it's a woman being killed in order to motivate a man into his angst cycle he's got to avenge her he's got to be sad about it whatever it is and uh and there's some some things get thrown out as being fridges that i don't really think are fridges and other things don't get called out as being fridges when i feel like they should be called they out are. as fridges so uh yeah oh, fascinating amanda thank but you she says am i getting fridged it's she's worried she's going to going to be hurt in order to motivate a man which yeah, happens, so she said like, it,
1: and my husband and I looked at each other, and he goes, "What is fridged?" And I go, "I don't know. I think I don't get you the have reference." She just texted me immediately. <laughs> now I am just gonna text you for everything.
0: Man, what does me. this
1: mean? What <laughs> is a milkshake duck? Tell me immediately. <laughs> well, what is what is not a uh, sexy lamp is is the chocolate image. She is, she does have agency. <laughs> she has agency. Um, she, I mean, she exists for herself to propagate the species as you know as animals and us we do but also in pollinating one of our favorite foods one of my favorite foods chocolate (laughs) (laughs) are you a big chocolate fan amanda
0: i i like chocolate it's okay my husband is a chocolate fiend he he has a sweet tooth like i've never seen before he's i don't want to make this (laughs) don't make it sound like my husband is a man of simple pleasures if it tastes good he eats it if it feels good he does it if he (laughs) likes it he watches you know like whatever it is he doesn't try to like psychoanalyze his own behavior in a way that's like but why is it is this my unspoken trauma about (laughs) bounce houses no he's not like that he's like i like just enjoys the thing yeah yeah although zarek is saying he's picky He's also a little bit of a picky eater because, again, he either likes it or he doesn't like it. The mm. worst is when he thinks he likes something and that doesn't live up to his expectations. He's very picky about mac and cheese because he likes mac and cheese. Therefore, yeah. it must be correct.
1: I am similarly really very picky about mac and cheese.
0: Well, it's easy to get wrong. We've been killing it. It's easy to get right. Yeah. yeah. Wild. <laughs>
1: I think I've had some pretty bad chocolate too. You ever oh, have yeah, gra- yeah. like
0: grainy yucky chocolate? I feel like chocolate's one of those things where they play fast and loose with what qualifies as chocolate. Yeah.
1: Well, I think a lot of that depends on the cocoa, like the the chocolate the fats in the yeah. in the chocolate, like whether it's and- milk
0: fat or whether it's sugar yeah Other there's that percentage i've heard that the uk has like wildly different chocolate than us I've yes they do you've have you ever had cadbury
1: that.
0: i've had cadbury, cadbury is that is a a UK, uk chocolate, chocolate? Oh, yeah interesting okay that may explain why i don't like cadbury <laughs> <laughs> all this time i thought it was that cream in the middle but it turns out
1: yeah, it's just they they make their chocolate in a different way. Um, I like it. I My grandmother, uh, growing up, one of my grandmothers, my mom's mom, was from Scotland. So we had a lot of, like, UK treats as kids.
0: Interesting. So I think I'm
1: pretty used to it. And, uh, and haggis. I've also eaten haggis. Which was <laughs> kind of okay. It
0: was actually pretty good. I feel like if you <laughs> don't pay attention to, like, our modern ideas of what food should be, it's fine. Like... We as modern people think you should only eat certain parts of the animal, and you're like, no. If I lived in ye old Scotland, I'm eating the whole thing, the whole thing. I don't have time to be picky. I've seen Outlander. I don't have time. I gotta go be <laughs> sexy in the hills. Yeah. I gotta go and stand on some moors with the if wind no one Told me.
1: you how haggis was made, right? And I think just like, this is you a would medieval. try.
0: I feel like this is good. Yeah, you would. Yeah. it. Well, But um, yeah I've had lots of weird <laughs> <laughs> But it does make me think I admit, It does make me wonder Because chocolate came to Europe through the Spaniards Because mm-hmm. they went over To the new world and were like We're taking your stuff And <laughs> one of the things they took was chocolate And it does make me But it does make me wonder If the Spaniards original ch- chocolate That they brought to Europe And said hey we've got chocolate now And everyone else was like well we gotta listen to Spain They got chocolate we want it It does make me wonder if it's closer to the UK chocolate and what that might have tasted like. It does make me want to go Um, on a Googling spree.
1: I don't think, well, I mean, first of all, the chocolate, chocolate we have now and the chocolate we had during the European um, genocide, basically. (laughs) Colonial Um, era. (laughs) Yeah. During all that. uh, Colonialism is very different. Um, I I think chocolate recipes have significantly changed in that time period. And the way that the native peoples in South America were eating chocolate is different yeah. than, you know, how we consume chocolate now, too. I think it was mostly a drink at that point. Yeah. We I know very it. little
0: about it. Uh, I know some things, but a uh, peek into the world of art history is <laughs> <It's laughs> that art history, the art history general classes are just Europe. They don't cover. Oh. You have to go and seek out places that aren't europe for art history and you can focus on those other areas but you'll have a specialized art history degree where Mm. at least that's how it was for the places i attended and but if you want just a general art history degree you're just talking about europe maybe maybe north africa if you have a teacher who really cares about making sure you saw more than just europe very very western centralized art history as a practice it's a whole thing a, a gross thing
1: <laughs> and I like, took one class in in a college and it was all European yeah,
0: yeah exactly like I had to go and seek out the uh, Japanese history that I talked about a little bit in the beetle episode um, like I had to go and take those classes specifically huh. and they are taught by someone who specifically studied this era area of, of study yeah. whereas if you're an art history professor Otherwise, you just might be taught about <laughs> Europe, France, England, wherever well, they like it.
1: Yeah, that's that's how I, that's how it goes. Yeah,
0: I'm afraid so. Hmm. And like, I get it. i I'm the the sense of like, hey, we don't know a lot about what art was up to in this era because it's all gone. There was a volcano there, and it's just gone. <laughs> but it's not like that. It's like we don't know because we don't care. Art in general is is fascinating
1: and um you know maybe maybe not so much uh environmental disruption as uh white people <laughs> you know
0: <laughs> oops <laughs> white people
1: and uh christians uh, specifically christian missionaries so. yeah there's
0: there's definitely a period of time there where culture. they're like hey i like your stuff it's ours now <laughs> sunny <laughs> So, but chocolate is one of those things that they that, that they took. So I'd they love took, to know yeah. more about chocolate as it was both when it first came to Europe and how it was originally used there. So to, <laughs> this flies right. probably end up cut because it is not important. To, we have not gotten to <laughs> the bug really yet. So the chocolate midge we had talked about how she bites. She does, but but if she's the sole pollinator of this cacao, right, right. So so
1: she's not she's. Mostly, mostly the pollinator. So while I was reading, she's got a corner um, on the
0: market, but she's not she the only corner's one the, the market <laughs>
1: definitely. Yeah, and, and so does he, the male. So males, oh, okay. if we remember, with mosquitoes, males don't drink any blood, so they feed solely on nectar, and the females feed on nectar when they don't need blood for eggs. So they um, go around to the uh, cacao f- flower, and a little, a little note on how fragile this system is the the cacao flower if it's not if it's not pollinated in 36 hours it dies it just drops off the plant and dies 36,
0: 36 hours it's like now's the time I'm only here for a day and a half and if you miss <laughs> it you miss it this is a pop-up sale only it's very sensitive so wow, I just wonder yeah. if we have any chocolate at all if it's only available for 36 hours per oh little flower how, well how even worse
1: system even worse amanda chocolate in its natural environment is in the uh, rainforest area high humidity a little bit shaded but when we grow them when people create plantations to grow chocolate they do it in the open kind of open areas so the right. humidity is really low and it's very sunny so what what do we know about bugs what what do they need they
0: need... Uh, I don't know. No. <laughs> I feel like I'm not on the podcast. They, are, <laughs> they, uh, they just need, they need water, water. To, to have their little mm-hmm. dudes. They, as they, I call my children, my little dudes. <laughs> they
1: Like anything else, they need cover. They need shade. Right, they can get too
0: hot, these little bugs.
1: And they need high humidity so they don't dry out. So when you make a plantation of cacao in an open area, midges can't midges have a hard time surviving in that environment
0: really working Um, against ourselves here
1: yeah so the actual cacao pollination percentages in these plantations is only maybe three blooms in a thousand get pollinated
0: (laughs) there's got to be a better way (laughs) that is (laughs) that is a terrible return guys come on
1: we can hand pollinate. Hand pollinating is apparently very successful, but I'm all about the passive, yeah. the,
0: the passive success these days. Let the midges do
1: the job. Let the midges do their work. So we've we've kind of created this structure for cacao production that doesn't really it it's not as efficient as it could be. Uh, I'll say. And cacao is grown all over the place now. So cacao is South American in origin, but we grow it in Hawaii on the island of Oahu. Um, And there it's a different, so there are different species of midge, depending on where you are in the world. There's about a thousand species within this genus. So it's not the same chocolate midge doing all the pollinating everywhere. We have a native species in Hawaii that handles our cacao pollination there. We also grow it in the National Park of American Samoa. And I'm pretty sure it's a different midge species there as well. So these little guys are all over the place, doing their jobs, pollinating in teeny tiny flowers that um, it's difficult for other insects to get into. Um, And that's kind of why they're the hero of this, because bigger insects can kind of get in there and and like bees, for instance, they can kind of get in those little flowers and they'll take pollen, but they can't get deep enough to pollinate in return.
0: Oh, okay. So the actual pollination is happening much, much deeper down that in the flower itself. Flower shape. <laughs> now I gotta quickly look up what the flower shape is.
1: We call that pollen thievery, which is kind of fun.
0: Oh, so, so they're, ta- they're getting pollen the pollen. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, my mom was like, "I got a list of accurate period pieces. Do you want to?" Look, watch them with me and one of them was the Elizabeth with Tom Hardy and I was like yes I will <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to I don't want to like feel attracted to an actor while watching a show with my mom yeah fair enough fair <laughs> enough there's something I just can't like some I can forget I'm like oh yeah there's what's his name but other people I'm like I'm distracted by how hot they are at several moments <laughs> during, <laughs> during the proceedings I felt that way during uh, the first Wonder Woman like there were several points where I was like man she's hot <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she is ridiculously good looking. That was the only saving grace of Wonder Woman 1984 oh. was that Gal Gadot was looking, or Gal Gadot, I think it is, was looking so fine. <laughs> she always is. God, the, both
1: of those movies were n- not very good.
0: I like the first Did one. Like people the first people one were one? up the first one's booty, but I was like, it's good. It wasn't bad. bad. I think it wasn't terrible, but it wasn't. It's as good as the first Captain America movie. And I'll stand by that. I'm going to disagree <laughs> <laughs> You're free. You're free to disagree all you want. I, 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 fair. <laughs> to be fair, Captain America is uh, not the strongest. I mean, it's like, what, 2009? It's like right yeah. after Iron Man. It's like early in the MCU. They have not figured everything out yet. No,
1: no. Although, uh, first Iron Man was fantastic.
0: Absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Well, without getting into uh, <laughs> like comic uh, commentary too much here. There is this thing where if something doesn't have a lot of money on it, they will let you do whatever you want with it. Once a property is valuable, that's when the, like, producerial meddling yeah. begins and it makes things worse. It is my belief that 84 is bad because there was so much pressure for it to be good.
1: Yeah, probably.
0: But Iron Man isn't worth much before 2008. Uh, he's not... Superman, he's not Batman. He's not one of these big names that be- people who read comics are obviously know who he is. But if you don't read comics, you might not be familiar with Iron Man as a concept. So, 2008, they, they and they cast Robert now. Yeah, they cast Robert Downey Jr. who was at the time a rising star who had crashed and burned into addiction and no one had seen him for a while, right? So, casting him was like this big like you know eh. yeah maybe you this know, works he, maybe it doesn't maybe it will maybe it won't maybe he'll crash and burn again he's not an a-list celebrity he's someone who almost made it basically and so there was nothing riding right on 2008 iron man being good so they could do whatever they wanted which means they made a good movie yeah <laughs> because they didn't have someone and bring down their neck and yeah he, yeah put a point a camera at robert God. jr and let him yeah. speak you know like that's <laughs> all it took really and, and so it was successful and you see the same thing with the matt fraction run he did hawkeye which eventually became the inspiration for the hawkeye show mm-hmm. and it was amazing people were like wow hawkeye for the first time is freaking relevant and good to cool read. yeah, love it you know, he they delve into like his deafness, and he gets pizza dog, and like all these things, because Matt I Fraction was allowed to do everything. The he deafness
1: wanted. going into the deafness more was really interesting.
0: Yeah, because I'm Matt like, Fraction God, he's, he's a real cared character. That, sort of. yeah, yeah, he's a person with like problems, and so for the first time, Hawkeye was pleasant to read and actually had something to say that wasn't "I shoot both and arrows, <laughs> I'm Hawkeye." <laughs> you know, uh, so, so yeah, the, I really the, like that run. So they move Matt onto Iron Man, uh, and and then they're up his nose about all the things he can and cannot do with Iron Man because they need Iron Man to be successful. If Hawkeye flew or fell, it didn't matter. It was Hawkeye. What a B-list comic, anyway. Yeah. But the A-list, they're on your case to make sure that they're good, and end up making them bad by not letting you write what you wanted to write because that's what made hawkeye good is that he was able to write whatever but these are these are the opinions of amanda not to be taken too seriously on the cast <laughs> sorry. this is for one of our mini minisodes where we we're just <laughs> amanda about, talks about internalized comic problems yeah for sure and like i don't want to make it sound like max going around being like this is how i feel about it but this is just something this is just the example of things you see yeah. over and over again no, it makes sense. The first movie's great. Oh, they can just do that, but again. And then they can't do it again because now the first movie made fifty billion dollars and they need the second one to make fifty five billion dollars. And if you don't successfully the comic gods are coming for me. <laughs> uh, if you don't successfully do that, then we're gonna take everyone oh. you know and love away from you. We are very distractible today. We have not talked about chocolate manches nearly
1: enough. Because <laughs> well, they're honestly, they're not that they're not that interesting. <laughs> they're, you know, they uh, make chocolate and that's about it. So when we're talking about these little tiny sexy flies. So,
0: so, so hot.
1: And I, I do remember texting you guys last night and going, I'm having a little trouble with um <laughs> with with superpowers right because they're tiny and which is great tiny things are hard to kill um and my other suggestion was they're too important to jail you know that yeah. su- you know that super villain that is way too rich and he gets away with all i'm thinking maybe kingpin in the marvel universe yeah um just too much money
0: to really to really get caught. He could really buy his way out of yeah, of of repercussions. Lex Luthor falls under that category. Yeah, a lot. yeah, Lex Luthor. I think our midges
1: would kind of fall under that category because we love chocolate so much and our chocolate industry is so dependent on these little bugs that I think I would call that a superpower. What do you So, think?
0: are you are you saying that you think the midges are villains here? It, kind of, yeah,
1: yeah. They, I mean, I, that would fall into
0: a lot of the companies who sell chocolate. I won't name names unless <laughs> they come for me. But uh, there are some dubious behaviors happening by companies that sell chocolate,
1: right? And some sometimes, if you get bitten by midges, certain people experience uh, an allergy to their bite, and you get like swelling. It's itchy, so I guess I would call that a bad. Like a bad guy too, pretty villainous.
0: Allergies—they're gonna pay their way out of trouble. They look at you from a bar and like your vibe. <laughs> <Yeah>. They're <laughs> all was, villainous behaviors. <laughs> there was one
1: story I was reading about um, Queen Victoria. Yeah, and she she was picnicking in Sutherland, and she wrote in her diary how bad the biting midges were. So you got to be she pretty was annoying. A-
0: make it into a queen's diary <laughs> <laughs> you have to be pretty annoying to make it into a queen's diary i i will say that she was like a uh, she was well known for like journaling every aspect of her life a huge amount of what we know about victorian life and her life in particular is because she kept like i think the grand total is like 600 journals throughout her life whoa that's a lot of journaling uh, I, I'd have to check the exact number on that, but they have them all, and so they just will like read through them. A lot of them are full about like, how hot she finds Albert. She, she's just <laughs> like, I can't get enough of my husband. He's just Aww. the cutest. I mean, she does that's have nine sweet. children by him, so that's very uh, sweet. Yeah, it, it is. It it is cute in its own way that she's like, he's so hot. Can't wait. I mean, he <laughs> is also so her crazy. cousin, so it's a little weird, but it's fine. Yeah, but she's <laughs> different awesome. times. It was different times it was different times (laughs) often she talks about like how dreamy he is he's like oh he treats me so nice he's (laughs) such a nice guy not always but but sometimes by by the standards of the day that's very cute
1: i guess it's what's way better than journaling about midges ruining your picnic
0: i'd rather read about the midges (laughs) yeah
1: (laughs) and when i talk about midges in this way i don't mean specifically our chocolate midge i mean biting midges in general, which is the type of midge that the our, our frenemy, the chocolate midge, is a type of biting midge.
0: So do all midges bite, or is it just some kinds do, but the chocolate midge is like too busy to bite? She's like, I'm chocolating. Or is it just midges across the board will bite you? Um, no, no,
1: not all midge species bite. That's a... Uh, and like I said, some of them that do bite will only bite other insects or invertebrates. So, even oh, if you know,
0: okay, I, I must have missed that when you said that. That's <laughs> interesting. <laughs> remember, <laughs> like,
1: remember we talked about mosquitoes that not all mosquitoes bite mammals, some of them bite birds, some of them bite right, reptiles.
0: Right, right,
1: right, right, right. Okay, so, midges, not all of them bite those that do bite, some bite mammals, some bite other insects, the others survive solely on, on nectar. So both males and females are pollinating because w- when not biting, the female drinks nectar and the male always drinks nectar.
0: Right. That was the part I found so surprising during the mosquito episode is that they were <laughs> pollinators because this is a pollinators positive podcast. We love pollinators. We love pollinators. Um, even mean little bitey ones. Even little bitey midges. <laughs> so, So this teeny tiny fly is the only one who can really get down in there to get to the pollinating parts of this flour this mm-hmm. is it cocoa or cacao i think it's cacao yeah, it's and, it's cacao. Plant. yeah. and that is allows them to make the pod, and and then we take the pot and we take the seeds and we mash we dry them, them and, make, and we yeah. mesh them
1: and yeah there's a whole i don't really know the i don't remember the whole process of, you know what i was trying to remember yesterday and i just couldn't i'm pretty sure i watched some kind of documentary about chocolate like the creation of chocolate uh-huh and I thought maybe it was a Nova or a Nature or a PBS special. Does that sound
0: familiar? Have you guys seen that? Uh I hate to bring up Magic School Bus once again, but I know I've seen. <laughs> I know I've seen the Magic School Bus episode where they talk about chocolate.
1: I'm certain I wasn't recollecting the Magic
0: School Bus. I'm but positive that you have a like higher that brow education than me. <laughs> uh, I I don't. You know, well, only with some. I, I'm sure you remember higher brow things than me. That I've just seen so much Magic School Bus in my life. <laughs> that's what comes to my <laughs> my little brain.
1: Um, Derek is mentioning the dark side of chocolate. I don't think that's what I watched. About oh boy, about sure exploitation is... and slave trading of African children to harvest chocolate, and that's not. Yeah, that's a little. That's a little
0: harsh. Harsh for the for the past.
1: Maybe it was something on Netflix. I don't remember.
0: I'm sure there have been. Because, Maybe it was uh, Vice. It could have been Vice. I, Derek is suggesting that the villains keep slaves. <laughs> Yike! Oh,
1: oh no, we're gonna have to cut that. No, we're gonna have to get rid of that. <laughs> well, there is um, there is like a darker side to, no, no pun intended to uh, the chocolate, chocolate trade and and, like Derek has suggested that does further
0: solidify the villainous
1: mm-hmm, definitely
0: and i think it's definitely one of those those bugs that we talk about well if you care about such and such you need to care about this bug but if it's from central and south america mm-hmm. i my brain immediately goes to the amazon rainforest and you're talking about how they're they're taking it out of its native habitat to try and make these farms it's I, mean, I don't want to put too heavy a point on it but it sounds like chocolate might be in trouble if we don't embrace the midge we should embrace the midge um because current
1: currently our plantain setup our plantain our plantation setup is like i mentioned earlier is not good habitat for the midge so some of it is hand pollinated but hand pollinated is not better than having a healthy midge population so if we just make that environment of the plantation more midge friendly, we'll get more chocolate.
0: So we could hand pollinate them, but let's face it, the thing the bug evolved to do is They're better, better. At it than us going plant the plant going with a little Q tip. <laughs> like, I hope this works. And it sounds like it only kind of works. Yeah. It's it's iffy.
1: It's iffy. So who who would have thought this tiny little villainous bug would be so important to such a you know the chocolate industry is like billions of dollars a year
0: oh yeah it's got to be because at this point chocolate's like a global food like there i can't think of a, a at least my experience with other developed nations is that everyone's got chocolate now you know oh, yeah
1: well i mean as of uh when i was looking at statistics as of 2017 the cacao industry is Eighty billion dollars a year, with uh, a three three and a half million tons of chocolate produced annually. So
0: okay, it's, so I need it's I need to add some some bling to this.
1: <laughs> this midge yeah, this our, our couple should look rich. Our midge couple should.
0: should look very rich. Okay, I'm I'm gonna line her dress with fur. Fur, fur is fancy, right? <laughs> That's what it takes these days to be fancy. Okay, let's see. Let's. Okay, I'm trying to figure out how to fit them both in here, so I don't have to draw two people. I think I'm gonna have her hand on his shoulder to show that she's really the one who's in charge. Let's face the facts.
1: She she is. She most definitely is. So Amanda, I'm gonna ask you um, how's how's the drawing of our of our
0: couple. So going? I've got her blocked in. She is. Uh, <laughs> this is gonna go into my predilections of what I find to be. Uh, seductive but she is wearing <laughs> one of those robes where it's like sheer except for the the fur line around each cuff oh fancy i felt like that was the most like obviously that reminds me of like lovely. much much older woman rich sexy yes precise okay. i should make the man much younger than her okay okay hold on <laughs> we'll get we'll make her a cougar <laughs> she's Charlize she's holding on to it she's she so beautiful so beautiful still, oh beautiful still. Oh. you know who else is beautiful and is an a, a woman of of age <laughs> is Michelle I think it's yo but maybe it's yo and she's just allowed us all to pronounce it yo <laughs> but uh everything everywhere all at once uh, Michelle just oh so beautiful. oh oh her yeah she's beautiful and she's in crazy rich Asians and she's also That's Maybe that's the vibe I should be going for. Is that Crazy Rich Asians (laughs) vibe. (laughs) Okay, let's give him... I'm going to give him a beard to appeal to your Tom Hardy love. Oh, always with Tom Hardy. How high should I make his hair? Because I feel like a guy who's going to be evil and sell you things should have really high undercut hair. That's what I'm going with. Oh, it's got to be an undercut. Got to be an undercut. Okay. (laughs) What's... What's the eye situation? Compound eyes, good eyesight, or they they smell boys? Compound eyes, regular little fly eyes. All right. Well, they rely more
1: on their sense of smell because of
0: pheromones than they probably do eyesight. So, previously on the mosquito episode, Mm -hmm. we had discussed the fuzzy little antenna. Oh, yeah. How fuzzy are those antenna and <laughs> oh, should they're i they're very fuzzy and they're really <laughs> Our solution last time was to give him big ol eyebrows. Am i repeating the big ol eyebrows <laughs> if, theory here?
1: Yeah, if we're relating male antennae to eyebrows, he should have very fuzzy
0: eyebrows. Okay, okay, okay. And i i see if i can't give him some like offshoots kind of implying some antenna into this hair. What's the most villainous outfit a man can wear, but also imply that he's very rich? Um, Maybe a sweater over the oh, shoulders.
1: You know what? I'm I'm thinking. Can you? He might he might want to look like Eugene Levy in
0: uh... a. <laughs> We're just <laughs> going to fully shits creek, fully shits creek him entirely. Okay, <laughs> big old eyebrows, oh, Dan. If you yeah. we we find we you very attractive. You. Yes. And those eyebrows are, of course, always on point. We're not trying to disparage on those eyebrows. I, I, I again, I, I, I. My brain goes to the sweater over the shoulders thing because of my associations with like clueless pe- prep school <laughs> boys. Clueless, yeah. the show, not necessarily yeah. men who don't know what's going on. Your associations are all fifteen years old. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is to be an old lady. That's me. I'm old now. Oh. oh yeah, this is the look. This is the look. We can also imply his wings this way. That's what I'll. That's what I'll say. Yeah. Give him a polo shirt here. Um, occasionally, I have a book
1: recommendation, and, and this time I there's a book called The Secret Life of Flies by Erica McAllister, and it is fantastic. If you've ever wanted to know a little bit more about flies in general, and I think a really easy, easy way to read it. This book is great. And it's got photos, like little tiny photos. And if you want to know more about flies, I can recommend The Secret Life of Flies. And I'm not being paid to say that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> We're never being paid to say no, it. it's
1: paying me to do anything, yeah.
0: Let's give her that peekaboo haircut that Jessica Rabbit stole from, I believe it's Veronica Lake originated it. But that's really, I believe so and then they use it again on another lustful character from formal alchemist if you're a fan of uh japanime as my mother calls it your your mom really calls it japanime Oh, <laughs> she did she did when i was a kid you know oh, but boy. it was a, there was a brief while there while uh, they were trying to figure out what they were going to call it in the United States, whether they were going to call it Japanese animation or call it anime. And for a while, Japanime was like the term to use, but it was the term <laughs> for like six months. <laughs> and I was like, let's just call it anime, you guys. That's what it's called. Yeah,
1: there's no reason to make a new name. <laughs> as, as we've
0: uh, discussed before. It uh, doesn't need a new name. Stop naming things people have already named, you guys. So we've given him the sweater. I, I assume these will be boat <laughs> shoes once I've drawn them. Oh, A hot top hand. She's just, dare I say, stereotypically <laughs> hot. <laughs> She's good. I like that. Yeah. Uh, so I'm just not sure what details need to add to them to make them more buggy and less just uh, evil. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, his eyebrows are on point, which is nice. Very thickum boys. Um I think we're we're getting a little bit of wing action from the sweater and and her, her her uh robe. Yes.
0: What else? If we're thinking biting flies. Oh, okay, that's interesting. We made the vampire with the mosquito. Uh, with the mosquito. Do if we put these two in the same universe is she also a vampire? Is she also a member of the vampires? I think
1: I think coven? so. Yeah, I think she would be a vampire. He
0: would not. He would be following her around. Like <laughs> like the husband in the mid in the vampire or the what's in it the called? Mosquito, mosquito episode, episode yeah. where he's just simping in the corner. Yes. He's a little less of a simp, but it remains that she's the, the one in charge. Yeah. Yeah,
1: you could give her little fangs.
0: Uh, okay, can, can you make the
1: fangs serrated to match their serrated little mouth parts? <laughs>
0: I'm not sure I can get into that level of detail without really zooming in on her.
1: Yeah, red red lips to signify the blood.
0: Yes, 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 yes. I see where. Maybe I'll give him some uh, campaign buttons on his polo shirt. Oh, here. they
1: should be politicians. Yes. yes, they should be politicians.
0: Okay, okay, okay. There we go. There we go. But secretly, she's eating the interns
1: terrible
0: yeah. news <laughs> she is definitely eating the intern she's definitely eating oh 100 this is what you see when you open the door to their dinner party and they're like welcome in come on come on in we've got all these chocolate themed items would you like a chocolate turkey <laughs> a chocolate drink a chocolate ham
1: so out of out of six legs then how do you feel about the the chocolate minge
0: are you conflicted well here's i'm conflicted Once again, you know me so well, Kelly, because I feel like the bug itself is not really that spectacular of a bug. I'm sorry. I'm calling it out. But the fact that it allows chocolate to exist, a huge (laughs) plus, right? I need the chocolate. How am I going to cram six Twix down my gullet every Halloween if I don't have the chocolate midge to, to sell it to me? How am I going to bottle my own? Wa- oh, no, no, sorry, that's getting into <laughs> that's getting into the the, the, the politicalness of uh, chocolate companies. But how am I going to to eat my hot chocolate, drink it with my son on the couch as we watch a uh, magic school bus? Obviously, <laughs> <laughs> if I don't have this hot chocolate, so I'm afraid, like this villainous character, I have no choice but to vote. For the chocolate midge and say mm. that they are five out of six legs. I'll give them five. Oh I'll my gosh. <laughs> chocolate is important, Kelly. It's oh important. my gosh. I was not expecting five out <laughs> of six legs. I've, they've got Ooh. me. They've got me. I have no choice. I've been Lex Luthered into this situation. <laughs> <laughs> Enthralled by the chocolate midge. What what are you gonna What are you gonna do, Kelly? You gonna get rid of oh. You gonna go around on all those little farms with your little Q tip and make it happen? No, one by one. Just me one alone. List, you know listening to doing? our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> pollinating. Like, no. <laughs> Nobody wants to have to do that. So we need the
1: chocolate midge. It's it's fair. I think I'm gonna give it a three out of six.
0: Oh, there comes that because
1: I, I love chocolate, but I don't know if I love chocolate that much
0: Mm, i don't know if i love
1: chocolate enough to cancel out how much i hate biting midges (laughs) i don't like being as someone who does field work sometimes during the summer and the midges like to take little chomps out of me not a fan
0: you're like chompy that's it i'm giving up chocolate give me the monkey's (laughs) paw to get rid of the midge i will allow the chocolate to go away i wouldn't i I wouldn't go that far amanda that is (laughs) too much that's as, i'm giving it we, a
1: three not a one
0: <laughs> as we've already discussed you cannot get rid of a single bug and have it not no, affect the ecosystem. i still see those quite now that you've pointed them out to me i see those everywhere how do those i get questions. rid of all the mosquitoes how do i get rid of all uh i don't know what what whatever pest bug there are it's just not a it's not a good
1: question it's not and a good can't. question because Sorry, you, you
0: can't this isn't a dodo shouldn't. bird where, although the dodo bird did it cause effects too, because that was just, isn't that that tree that like can't get pollinated because there's no dodo birds? Oh gosh. I mean, I'm, I'm not
1: sure. <laughs> I haven't heard that, but maybe.
0: Oh, it was this, so there's this tree and it's got these pods that the dodo used to eat. And so it will go through the dodo and then the oh. dodo poo it out and then the seeds could grow somewhere new because that's the strategy for a lot of fruit bearing trees, right? Right. Yep. <laughs> But now, without the dodo bird, there's no one to eat the fruit, so now there's only like one tree left, I think, and, and it's just oh, that's like so sad. So even the dodo bird, a bird that we consider like the uh, the the baseline of, see, sometimes things go extinct and that's fine, is not fine because now there's a tree that will go extinct because it doesn't have the the dodos do do to make it go.
1: Well, I, I think now with modern eyes too, we we look at that and we realize the dodo going extinct was not. Not okay. Not
0: not cool, guys. Not, not cool. cool. Yeah. It's, and uh, like so many of these extinct animals, it came down to we were exploring the earth and we ate all of it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or sometimes it we just so find
1: tasty. them annoying. Like the... You've heard of the Carolina parakeet?
0: I've not heard of a parakeet. It sounds like I'm never going to encounter one either. No.
1: So North America, we used to have... And the, the East Coast, at least, the, something called the Carolina parakeet. And it looks just like the parakeets I'm sure you're thinking of right now when I say parakeet. I am, I And am. it was native to North America. But when we were growing crops, I think it was specifically wheat, these parakeets would come together in big flocks of hundreds and wipe out our crops. So farmers said, I've had enough of this. And they killed all of the Carolina parakeets.
0: Wow.
1: So we used to have a native parakeet, and not anymore.
0: So who knows what other niches that parakeet was filling that were now right. are just running rampant that we did no idea. We're like, why are all these blackberries out of control? It's because there's no parakeets.
1: <laughs> and it's just a shame. Imagine how beautiful uh, it would be to look up
0: and see parakeets just flying around the United States. That's, that's one of the things I think about Australia when I, I watch Bluey. <laughs> or whatever it is that it's wild that like parrots just exist in the wild because i've only (laughs) ever encountered a parrot as a pet and they're like these highly intelligent little birds right that like bond to humans and all this stuff and it's wild to me to think that they just are out there (laughs) being (laughs) being in the wild which is where they belong don't get me wrong it's where they belong but it's totally foreign to me to think of parrots as a Wild animal that you may encounter, or like budgies as an animal that you yeah, just budgies encounter. are
1: budgies just sound funny. Like I feel like I would <laughs> laugh budgies. if I saw a bunch of budgies flying by me. I'm like oh, look at you
0: guys! I once saw. I don't I'm not good enough with birds to be able to tell the difference. I think they're called cockatiels, like the little ones with the orange cheeks. Yep, cockatiels. They're very yes, cute I'm and the little crest, the little yellow crest. Yes, I swear to you, one lived in the tree next to the local duck pond. Because I would sometimes see it every now I would see it every now and then, but I could never quite see it, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Like I'd see it, but I was like, there's no way I just saw that. But I saw it like I think when I want to say it three times before I never saw it again. And I <laughs> I was like, Surely a cockatiel can't survive in the wild. But then again, why wouldn't they be able to survive yeah. in the wild? It's a bird. How much how much seedage does a
1: bird need? You know, <laughs> like In my city, a certain amount of pet parrots have gotten out and um, they've come together and they all live together in this parking garage and you can hear (laughs) them when you walk by. It's very much tropical bird sounds. That is hilarious. I would love to hear them all winter because it gets very cold here in the Northeast, but um, they remain pretty comfortable, you know, in the, in the parking garage, (laughs) I think That's it's funny. also parrots in New York City that live in a church, but I'd have to At, check that.
0: And I've heard that pigeons aren't native. It's one of the no, things we think no. of as like this native creature, but secretly they are also invading <laughs> us.
1: Yeah, pi- uh, pigeons came over. Uh, pigeons are native to the Mediterranean. And um, oh. we, we brought them over for various, various uses, food. Um, and then we were, we bred fancy pigeons here. Uh, and eventually they got released out into the wild but because pigeons pigeons are rock birds so they live on cliff faces in kind of tough environments and it turns out the city uh is perfect for pigeons they're they're like perfect i'll just <laughs> i'll just perch here Great.
0: on this alcove here and i on this
1: 50-story I mean, building
0: yeah <laughs> The city is uh, tough, but I don't think it's, it's cliffside tough. <laughs> Seems like so that's a little easier. Pigeons
1: do very well here. Uh, I know where bugs need heroes, but I would I know quite a bit about birds as well, and I'd love to do some bird
0: episodes. Birds Interesting need birds. Because uh, so birds far, also need we've, heroes. <laughs> we've managed to keep other animals with B names. We've had bats need heroes and we've had, now birds need heroes. We're going to start heroes. an empire of B&H <laughs> across <laughs> the universe. Bugs Need Heroes is created by Derek Conrad and Kelly Zimmerman hosted by Amanda Allen-Nyde and Kelly Zimmerman Bugs Need Heroes is produced and edited by Derek Conrad Our music is Ladybug Castle by Roll Music All character art by Amanda Allen-Nyde Got a bug question? Email us at BugsNeedHeroes at gmail.com Check us out on BugsNeedHeroes.com for the visual companion to our episodes with the artwork of bug-related heroes. We also have an Instagram, Twitter, and subreddit under the Bugs Need Heroes name. Thanks for coming by. Uh, how do I give her more of the the vibe of the woman from Ted Lasso. Do I just give her really muscular arms? Just she's just she's just so fit. And you're like, oh my gosh. She could strangle me so easily.